Hi, it's Dame Nicole Brandon, and welcome to Unlimited Life. We have such a special and such an extraordinary show for you today. When we created Unlimited Life, it was my deepest desire to bring to you the top experts in the world that would bring to you the keys, the tools, the techniques, and the secrets of how to live an unlimited life, how to live without boundaries, without borders, to have that unbridled life and that kind of life that we always knew we dreamt of and desired and that peace of heaven on earth. And in today's world, in today's society, so often we come across barriers or boundaries or walls that prevent us from living the kind of life that we know we've dreamt of or that we were meant to live. And today's guest is extraordinary. Today we are talking with Katie Cleary. And Katie, beyond all of her extraordinary, unbelievable, exquisite talent, as a host, as an actress, as a model, and all that she gives and gives to the world and humanity. She is also a huge advocate, an incredible humanitarian. And today she's talking to us about this, just for me, one of the most heart-opening organizations I've ever come across, which is Peace for Animals. And what that looks like, and the animals whether they're domesticated or animals right now that are endangered and how we've been treating those animals and where the animals are trapped, where they're being hurt and where there is hope and where you can help and organizations like Peace for Animals can help. And so I am so excited to bring to you today's guest and with great honor and privilege, we welcome today to the show, Katie Clary. Katie, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, no, it's It's such a pleasure having you, really. And I'm so thrilled that you're here. And one of my favorite questions to ask my guests is always the did you know factor. When you were a little girl, when you were five and six and seven and eight, (laughs) and other people want to be Miss America or school teachers or veterinarians or whatever, did you have a natural instinct or propensity towards one towards animals and others towards helping others or humanity, or is that just something that all of a sudden you saw injustice and your life changed at some point? You know what, honestly, you know, it started from my mother. Um, you know, she, she would, you know, teach me how to rescue and rehabilitate animals uh, when I was really young, and, and I was raised by a single mother, so she had, a, you know, a lot of strength and, and drive, you know, to to really show me, um, you know, to, to not depend on anybody, but, you know, you can you can do it yourself. You know, you have to be a powerful, strong woman, and anything that you put your mind to, um, you know, you can do. So, so you know, from a young age, I always knew, I, I believe it was a calling, um, you know, to to rescue and rehabilitate these animals and start my own organization. And, you know, on top of that, I wanted to be a veterinarian and a zoologist. And, um, you know, the schooling was pretty intense. And, and for me, I think, um, you know, the, the best use of my time was, you know, uh, getting involved in entertainment and using entertainment as a platform to raise awareness for these issues. So, um, so that's kind of what I did at a young age. When I was 12, I uh, got involved in modeling and acting and then, you know, used that um, as a platform, um, you know, to give a voice for these animals. That's so beautiful. I mean, it really is. When I look at what you're doing, and I look at your vast resume, which, by the way, is really incredible because you've done everything. It's like the the most beautiful tapestry 
because you're beautiful inside and out, and you've become oh, this thank you. radiant, truly, you've become this radiant supermodel. And then I look at the shows that you've been on, whether it's Deal or No Deal or The Iron Man 2 and Working Class and America's Top Model, and I mean, your sense of humor shows through in everything you do, your heart shows through in everything you do, your courage, your bravery, your commitment. I mean, you truly are just such a beautiful, beautiful being. Thank and I you love so much. committed life to this. No, truly, it's just Thank you. fabulous. Thank you. That's really, I needed that today. That was that was amazing, you know, <laughs> that you said that. Because it really is something, you know, it, it's nice to hear encouragement like that. And, and you know, a lot of people, you know, you, they think that, oh, you, you know, she might hear that all the time. But it's really not true. You know, I think that it's, it's important to encourage each other as women and, and strong women in this world because it is a hard world you know, um, to be a part of. And, and it's not all, you know, rainbow and <laughs> rainbows and candy. And it's not, you know, it's not all, you know, like a lot of people think the entertainment is, you know, it's, it's businesses, you know, uh, very, you know, fun and glamorous. And yeah, there is a part of that that is fun and glamorous, but there's a lot more to it. And, and it's a lot of hard work and struggle and rejection. And, and so, you know, you really have to, you know, have really thick skin to be doing, you know, you know, what we're doing here in entertainment um, and then, you know, using that for the greater good, which a lot of people unfortunately don't do. Um, you know, I think that that's important to use the platform that God gave you, um, you know, to, to raise awareness. It doesn't have to be animals. It can be for children. It can be for cancer. It can be really for anything. But um, I believe that that's why God gave us this platform. That's beautiful. And so when you were little and you're modeling and you're acting, and what was that like for you as a child? Because so many child actors don't make it out on the other side. And I know because I was a child actor. And so, so many people, you know, have been left behind. But you have had this golden thread of success. And it's almost like a doorway or a pathway or a gateway to the next step and the next step and the next step. And now you're opening on a global level to be able to communicate, you know, with these animals in a different way. Can you talk a little bit about your process in doing that? Yeah, sure, sure. You know, it's been it's been um, quite the roller coaster. I have to be honest. You know, um, from being raised by a single mom when I was, you know, um, twelve year twelve years old, starting um, entertainment in entertainment, um, which you know it was something that I really wanted to do. It wasn't necessarily something that you know my mom pushed me to do, and um, and then she just supported me. She said, you know, this is something that you're passionate about. I will support you one hundred percent. You know, and she would travel with me and, you know, at a very young age and, you know, and, and really just be my rock and be by my side. And so then from there, um, you know, I, I started the first big you know, show that I was a part of was America's Next Top Model. And it was the very first season. And I was in college, um, a junior in college when I shot that. And luckily I was eliminated in time to where I was able to, to finish college because my mom said, you know, there's no way you're going to quit college to, to do modeling. You have to finish and get your degree because you cannot depend on the entertainment business, you know, to carry you through your life because it's very fickle. So I was able to get a business and marketing degree in college, um, and I went to college for um, a track scholarship. And then from there, um, you know, I, I actually graduated right after Top Model and then um, went did some real estate, saved up some money in Chicago because I knew that it was going to be expensive, you know, in Los Angeles and took all the money that I saved up from uh, real estate and moved out, you know, here and it's been 10 years and the first uh, audition, you know, that I booked was Deal or No Deal and, and I really didn't know much about the show, um, but it was something that, you know, I figured this would be a great start to meet a lot of friends and um, 26 new girlfriends on the show 
you know, and, and I really didn't know a soul when I moved out here by myself. So it was, it was taking a huge chance, you know, and, and I'm, my whole family is in Chicago. So I'm the only one in Los Angeles, um, you know, and I always wanted to, you know, just be involved in entertainment, but then have my own animal show and, and produce, you know, films raising awareness for animal welfare. So I'm finally now 10, late, 10 years later, you know, doing that with my film, Give Me Shelter, and, you know, it took me three years to produce it, and it's finally going to be out on Netflix May 15th, so I'm really, really excited about that. And um, But it, it is, it has been a, a roller coaster. It really has been. Um, it's, it's definitely not easy, but, you know, you just have to have a, a vision of, you know, where you want your life to go, and, and you really can do anything that you put your mind to, so... Mm, I just love that. And I want to go back for just a second because you talked just this is skated over then. I want to make sure that we let people know about this film that you're doing. So talk about Give Me No Shelter. First, I love the title. Thank you. I absolutely <laughs> it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful title. And just the idea and I love that it's coming out on Netflix because it makes it so accessible to so many people. And especially in our world, in the entrepreneur world and in the entertainment world, when people are traveling as much as they are traveling, it's very difficult to get yourself into a movie yeah. theater. And we go to screenings and all of that, but it's people all the time are able to find things on Netflix from their hotel oh, yeah. or from wherever they are, or even the busiest mom can sit down when the baby's sleeping and go on Netflix in their nursery or wherever you are. And so tell me first how the movie came to be. You know, honestly, everything from the animal welfare, um, you know, side of my life has really been an epiphany, I have to be honest. Um, I, I woke up one morning, and um, the epiphany to start Peace for Animals uh, was right right before the epiphany to, to start giving shelter and to start the Environmental and Humane Education Act. And it, it's just crazy. I literally, I remember waking up one morning, and something came to my mind where, you know, it's, why don't you use the people that you know in entertainment and use the vo- their voice and, you know, they have the same passion as you to, you know, to raise awareness for these animals. And so that's when I started Peace for Animals. And then shortly after that, um, you know, I wanted to do something on, on a larger scale. I felt like I wasn't doing enough. And that's when I started to give me shelter. And it was the first name that popped into my head, literally, in the morning. I just woke up and it just came to me. And and I believe it wasn't a coincidence. I believe that it's it's something that, you know, um, was given from God. And um, and as of recently, you know, my, my faith um, in, in God and Jesus has become very much more stronger than it was um, when I was younger. And I think that um, based on things that have happened in the last couple of years um, in my life, um, it's just given me this whole other sense of, you know, you're living um, to help others, to help the planet. And you're not living for yourself. Um, we're here for a very specific purpose, and everyone has their, their own purpose, and mine happens to be animals. So. That's beautiful. So what is the movie about? So uh, Give Me Shelter is about uh, the most important animal welfare issues worldwide. So it touches on the ivory trade, uh, tiger conservation, puppy mills, um, you know, seal clubbing, the fur trade, a lot of things that, you know, are very, very hard for um, people to see. But, but we need to raise awareness and educate these people in order to save these animals, um, especially from extinction, because that's um, the, the mission of Peace for Animals is to, to try to save um, the last 3,200 tigers from extinction in the wild, um, as you know, the western rhino just went extinct in Africa. Uh, so, so it's really important to, you know, to, to make people understand that we're in crucial times right now. And, you know, we might see the extinction of the big five in Africa if we don't do something. 
Um, you know, it's a huge black black market trade worth twenty billion dollars a year. So it's something that you know is really really important. Yeah. That's incredible. You know, when you talk about the poaching or you talk about the extinction of animals, and I know I'm a member of the Pachamama Alliance, and the Pachamama Alliance, their mission statement is to create an environmentally sustainable, spiritually fulfilling, and socially just human presence on our planet, which is just incredible. And the first time that I was at a symposium and realized and recognized all of the species that had been disappearing before our eyes. I mean, species under the water, species on the land, and it's happening, and we're not even aware that they're disappearing. And they're talking about that yeah. the Bengal tiger might just be in a storybook one day. And so when you have awareness and it comes to you that these animals are becoming extinct or they have become extinct or that they need help or the black trade, one, how does that affect your heart because it must not be easy to know this information and to have limited resources with the knowledge and to watch what's happening before your eyes and then how do you decide what to do next it's heartbreaking i have to be honest you know just because you do feel like you're helpless and and you know, we're, we're literally working day in and day out, and I've got um, my partner, Judy Mancuso, with Social Compassion and Legislation, and she passes all the humane bills in California, and we've partnered um, to literally make it law to be able to, you know, um, let these animals have rights, to be able to, you know, um, to, you know, have them, you know, just, they're they're part of our world, they're not our property, and it's something that, you know, yeah, we are, they're, they're caregivers, but um, it's just, when it comes to endangered species, it's it's the hardest thing to to witness. Um, the extinction of of this rhino that just happened last last week is just, you know, I felt like my heart jumped out of my chest and just cracked in a million pieces. I mean, because we're fighting so hard, and we've got a lot of wonderful people in Africa that you know are fighting just as hard, um, you know, from that side. And that's why I feel like I need to be to be there in order to get the job done and, and, you know, be on the front lines to witness it firsthand. And so that's why, um, you know, we plan on going to Africa later this year because we might see the extinction of of these animals in our lifetime. And they've been around for millions of years. And it's something that I, you know, personally, I I, I don't want to be around to see it. I really don't because, you know, this is my mission. This is why I was put here um, to to raise awareness for these issues. When you look at these animals, when you look in their eyes, do you think that they know that they're in trouble or do they think that they know that you're there to help, that they... I think they know. I think that they're... Yeah. I think they know. I think that their consciousness is is at such a higher level, um, you know, than we're really aware of. And I think they're much more aware and in the moment than than we will ever be. And we have a lot to learn from them. Um, and, And if we just sat back and listened... Um, you know, they can teach us a lot, a lot about ourselves, a lot about this world, um, how they're so in, so in tune. And, you know, we're just thinking of, you know, what, what the next thing is going to be and, and you know, our, you know, worrying and, and what our future is going to be. And they're just, they're just here and now in the moment and just living, you know, every moment as if it was their last. And that's really what we need to do. So we have a lot to learn from them. And I think it's just about getting back to nature and, you know, and, I don't know, I mean, maybe even, you know, doing more ecotourism and, um, you know, watching a little bit more National Geographic and having more, you know, animal news segments 
on the news. I mean, I really think that that's important. We share the, the earth with 8.7 million species, and we're just one of them. And I think that if we could, you know, um, have a little news segment on, you know, every night, just like we have the sports and we have, you know, medical news and we've got, you know, um, unfortunately all the shootings that they highlight, which we really don't, we shouldn't be hearing about. Um, I think they should have a, a positive segment about what's happening around the world with the ivory trade, with puppy mills, with, you know, um, seal clubbing, which is, ha- is happening right now. I mean, it's just heartbreaking that we're doing this to all these sentient beings that, you know, the only mistake that they made was being born, you know, um, unfortunately, in captivity many times and, and, you know, being born into this world where humans take advantage of them. So it's horrible. It really is. So we're just trying to fight um, fight to educate people on, on the truth. Okay. And when you – I love that you're doing this, by the way. And, you know, you're talking about a lot of different issues. And all of the issues are important. And so if it's for the poaching, if it's for – the black market trade, if it's for the seals, if it's for the puppy mills, like, you know, which is just so cruel, where does someone go to help? And how can someone that's listening to the show or this program make a difference? Well, you know, the number one thing um, I would say is it starts in your own backyard. So, you know, um, the first thing, if you're thinking about, you know, buying an animal, don't buy an animal, um, go to your local shelter and adopt an animal because there's a million animals that need good homes. And, and every year there's eight, eight to ten million animals in U.S. shelters that get put down because they can't find a home. And half of those animals are purebred that have once, you know, came from a puppy mill and now end up in the shelters and then get euthanized because, you know, there's no one there to adopt them. So I would say, um, you know, of course, number one thing, adopt, don't shop. Um, number two, I would say recycle, reduce, reuse, because a lot of the plastics and the plastic water bottles and everything that we use on a daily basis, um, you know, ends up either in a landfill or ends up in the ocean. And there's a thing called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch um, in the Pacific Ocean, and it's three times the size of Texas right now. And it's like a, um, a pool, like a, a plastic soup. Um, it's just in the ocean, and it's polluting not only the oceans but all the animals um, that are then eating it because they think it's food. So please recycle, reduce, reuse. That's the second thing. Um, don't use pesticides um, or, or rat poison or anything because it works its way up the food chain. And it ends up um, eliminating some of the apex predators, including mountain lions and bobcats and, and um, fox and things that, you know, uh, we really need um, in order to, you know, keep the circle of life going. Um, we need to learn how to coexist with these animals. So um, that's number three. Um, I would say number four is support ecotourism and go to photo safaris. Um, if you're ever, if you're ever going to want to go anywhere and, and you know you're going to be out in the wilderness or in, in you know the rainforest, um, you know there's many many great great companies that support ecotourism and photo safaris, and I would say support them, um, support the conservation, support you know all the organizations that are doing wonderful wonderful work. Get on their newsletters, you know, educate yourself, become aware of what's happening around the world because there's so many wonderful wonderful organizations working and fighting to save these animals on a daily basis. Um, so I think those are just some of the things that, you know, people can, you know, can help out with. And and this is just, you know, starts in your home. You could, you know, volunteer at a wildlife rehabilitator. Every city usually has one. You can go volunteer at the shelter. Um, you can do beach cleanups. You can do canyon cleanups. I mean, there's really a million things that you can do. You can, you know, um, host fundraisers. You know, and a lot of this doesn't cost money. So. That's great. And then... 
you know, one thing I want to add to that, if I can, as you're sharing this extraordinary list, is to buy products that are not animal tested. That's that's another thing. Yes, you're right. Absolutely. Look for the bunny. Makeup makeup or shampoo or whatever you're buying, how important that is to not have. Yes. 100%, 100%, and, and a lot of people don't, yeah, again, don't realize that these animals are tortured, you know, for our cosmetics or, you know, um, pretty much, you know, shampoos, conditioners, lotions, um, you know, they're all tested on rabbits and mice and even sometimes kittens and puppies, and it's something that is just, um, you know, we don't need to do it anymore. It's been done. We know it's toxic. We know it's not, you know, and, and it, you know, there's enough technology out there that can, you know, that can test it for us. We don't need the animals anymore to do this. So it's very um, archaic. And that's so great to be able to say not to use pesticides because I don't think people even think about that they're helping or rescuing an animal by not using a pesticide. And as you're saying, it's going up the food chain. And I also know in the plastic bottles, um, like the rings that have the soda cans. Horrible. They're horrible. And I always encourage people not to use plastic bottles anymore. And, you know, just get those reusable, um, you know, the the reusable bottles that you can buy at any grocery store. And, um, you know, and make sure that the plastic is safe because, of course, you don't want to leave it in the car because then that causes cancer. Um, You know, so you have to be careful about, um, you know, leaving it in the heat, in the sunlight. But there are certain bottles that are safe um, and just, you know, put filtered water in there and, you know, throw a lemon or a lime and there you go. I mean, that's, that's all you really need. I mean, we don't need to you know, have millions and millions of bottles, even billions of bottles um, every year thrown in, in landfills and, and then, you know, ending up in the ocean and polluting our oceans. It's just, you know, I think it's a crime, to be honest. I remember that Julia Butterfly Hill, who was one of the loggers up in Ecuador when they were cutting down all the trees, and she said at one point, when you throw something away, where is away? Yeah, there is exactly. no away. <laughs> no exactly. It's not in space. <laughs> so the way Although that's probably where it's going to end up. <laughs> I know. So it's no, so true. Uh, and when I and, and yeah. Oh, no, yes. another thing is I wanted to mention palm oil. Um, palm oil is um, you know is something that's in fifty percent of our products and something that we had a campaign for Peace for Animals called Palms Off Palm Oil. And uh, to, to make people, you know, understand that, you know, a lot of the products, including, you know, anywhere from chocolate to cookies to, again, lotions, shampoos, conditioners, um, contain this palm oil. And it's destroying the rainforest at three football fields every hour. Um, and they kill the orangutans that live there. And they sell the babies on the black market, the babies from the mothers. And it's just, you know, 90% of orangutans are gone, essentially, because of the palm oil industry. And there's no reason why it should be in... 50% of our products in the grocery store. So look on the back of products and make sure you don't purchase anything containing palm oil. Well, now what is palm oil? It's basically like a vegetable oil, and it comes from the African palm, uh, which they, they plant in Borneo in Indonesia. And it's essentially just the cheapest vegetable oil that you can buy, but it's just, you know, it's so readily available, and they put it in every single one of our products. So it's just like this cheap, cheap oil that's really not even good for you. So, I mean, I would encourage people to have, you know, more coconut oil and, you know, olive oil. I mean, those are good oils, but not palm oil. Great advice. Unbelievable. And then one of the other things that I absolutely love is your logo. 
And I told you when I saw you at the United Nations event that I was in love with your necklace, and you smiled and said, well, it's our logo. And it's a fabulous logo. And so how did you come up with that? It's so, I don't, you know, again, it's just, it was like an epiphany that came to me. It's so interesting because I, you know, I, the, the morning I woke up and thought about, you know, peace for animals, I, I you know, I had this vision of I love big cats and tigers are one of my favorite favorite species. Um, and unfortunately, you know, there's only 3,200 tigers left in the wild and 1,500 tigers, um, 1,500 of them uh, are in India. So we had a campaign with Born Free um, for, for the tiger campaign to save them in the wild in India. And it's it's just something that I... I was like, you know, I, I wanted to have a peace sign. I knew that, and I wanted to have an, uh, a tiger or a big cat somewhere in the peace sign. So I kind of, you know, imagined the, the half of the tiger's face in the peace sign. And then, you know, uh, we kind of played with the words a little bit. And um, there's actually a contest between three different designers, and this one girl won the contest, and I picked her design. And so that was that's the Peace for Animals logo. It's... I mean, one of my favorite logos I've ever seen, and I can honestly really? say that. And it's something you can close your eyes and it's like an imprint. Just copy that. Really? You can see that in your mind and your consciousness, really. Thank you. It hasn't <laughs> left me since I've seen it. Yes, it's wow. a fabulous Thank logo. You. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it really Thank is. You. And so for Peace for Animals, when you started, I mean, you do so much from the deforestation, the poachers, the fur trade, and the changing the laws and so did it start with okay we're going to do this we're going to save the seals or we're going to save the dolphins and and then another piece came and another piece came or was it we're just going to start an organization that helps all areas and all humanity and blanket that and and see what it covers and yeah, you know, I really kind of started with uh, with you know a uh, vision of, of saving all animals. Um, my passion happens to be uh, you know endangered species and, and wild and exotic animals. Although I I do you know still go to the shelters and rescue and rehabilitate and then find homes for domestic animals. Um, you know there are a lot of domestic animal organizations and a lot of my friends you know have started their own organizations um, to rescue puppies and kittens. So for me, I. You know, I I love big cats, and and knowing that tigers, um, you know, are one of the most endangered species next to rhinos and elephants. Um, you know, I really I wanted to start with tiger conservation. So, um, you know, so when I started Peace for Animals, and then shortly after that, started producing Give Me Shelter. Um, you know, we did an event uh, born free um, to raise money for the Sapruta Tiger Conservation Project in India, and we did um, a big charity event um, here in Hollywood, and uh, Allison Eastwood, Clint Eastwood's daughter, hosted it for us. And, you know, she's a huge animal advocate, did a wonderful job at the charity event, and so that was where we first started. Um, and so we wanted to go down kind of the line of of um, highlighting all endangered species. So first tigers, then we did, you know, orangutans and palm oil. Um, next, it's, it's the elephants because of what's happening uh, in Zimbabwe, unfortunately, um, with these elephants that have been stolen from the wild um, in Zimbabwe because the government is, is unfortunately very corrupt, and um, and they wanted to, you know, they really don't care. They want to make money, and so they stole 36 baby elephants from the wild and ripped them from their mothers and sold them to China. And so right now we're fighting um, to save these babies, and they've added, I guess, 30 more recently. Um, they stole from the wild, so now there's 60-something elephants um, that are being sold not only to China, actually, but to the UAE and in in France, and they're being sold to zoos and um, and to be bred for their parts, for their ivory. And it's something that... 
I think that the UN needs to get involved in. It's something that every country should be aware of, and we need to prevent Zimbabwe from ever doing this again. So we're trying to save these babies. We're actually trying to save them right now um, because, you know, we need to we need to get them back to Zimbabwe before they're put on a ship to China um, because it's, it's going to take three weeks to get them to China. And it's just it's really really heartbreaking that that these animals could live their lives um, when they were in the wild. They're you know for the last four or five years, and now they're going to be in captivity for, you know, God knows, the next 50 years, um, you know, in these horrible, horrible conditions of zoos in China. Uh, not only that, but being bred for their parks, for their ivory. So um, so this is something that we're working on with social compassion legislation and people on the ground in, in Africa. That's incredible. And then, Katie, how does someone steal an elephant? I mean, I know it sounds like a silly question, but it's not like a wallet or... Did somebody take yeah. somebody's credit card or something? I mean, how does someone not see someone take an elephant? Well, well, it's not just that. The problem is, is that um, it's a, it's the government that's involved, and the government's corrupt in Zimbabwe. So, um, they they were a part of it. Essentially, they were the ones who you know organized you know everybody to go in and rope these babies in the wild. It took a lot of people, a lot of helicopters, a lot of vehicles to do it, and um, they were able to rope them, separate them from you know their mothers, and, and that means, you know, also shooting guns in the air to scare the, the rest of the herd away from the babies. So they're shooting guns, using helicopters, scaring the crap out of these animals, and then they rope them into captivity. They're in quarantine for a couple months, and then, you know, they have people to come and, and make sure that they're, you know, fit to be able to make the trip. But the problem is is that a lot of these babies are not weaned. So, you know, if these elephants are all under the age of five years old, and, and as, you know, many people know, that, you know, they need their mother up until five years old. And if they're all under the age of five, it means that they're probably not going to survive the trip to China on a boat. So um, especially a cargo ch- a cargo ship with these small little cargo carts, essentially like for livestock, that's what they're going to load them into. So it's something that um, that we were made aware of, yeah, in, in New York. Uh, we went to the Zimbabwe embassy. We went to New- the, the um, UAE embassy, the, the France embassy um, in New York while we were there, and we tried to get some answers, and they wouldn't they wouldn't give us any answers. And then we had to resort to, you know, having people on the ground that we're now in contact with in order to, you know, to save these babies. That's heartbreaking. I mean, my heart yeah. just it's. it's- it's actually sore and sad, like when you think about that, that any animal or that anybody would be taken away from their mother, and then the fact to be in captivity, to be treated the way they're treated, and so far from the home, so far from their natural environment, so far from freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. And the, and then, are they also sold as far as into circuses? Because I know that that's another thing that that elephants that are in circuses. Yeah, circuses as well. You know, and these animals are so incredibly smart. I mean, they always say an elephant never forgets, and that's very true. They're one of the smartest animals on the planet, next to um, next to orcas and and dolphins, of course. And so, um, it's just the fact that you know we think that we're you know we're able to control these animals and, and, you know, and have, you know, this, this, this authority that really is not our authority. It's not our job um, to, to take these animals' lives and, and then, you know, profit off of them and sell them in captivity and, and you know, and harm them. I mean, it's, that's, not, that's not what God wants us to do. 
we're we're supposed to be their protectors, we're their voice. So the fact that these people are, you know, now you know selling them, making money, um, I, you know, it's just it's evil. And and I I believe that it's like, and I've seen it firsthand. Um, and I think it's a constant battle, and it always will be between good and evil. And the good will always prevail, but we have to fight. We cannot give up because this <laughs> evil doesn't sleep, and and now good doesn't either. So, um, and I won't give up. I'll be doing this for the rest of my life. I'll fight for these animals because this is why I'm here. This is my job. That's just remarkable. I love that that's who you are, Katie. I absolutely, I really do. And with Peace for Animals, how do people get involved with your organization or find Peace for Animals? Yeah, um, well, please visit my website. It's uh, peace, the number four, animals.net. And then you can kind of see, um, you know, if you want to be a part of the newsletter, if you just want to learn how you can, you know, help, um, you know, from your own backyard. I mean, there's so many things, like I mentioned before, that people can do to to lend their support and help. Um, and then, you know, if you want to check out the movie, uh, please see it on Netflix on May 15th. And it's uh, give-me-shelter.com is the website. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, we have also World Animal News as well, so it's a news network um, that we're trying to expand on um, in order to, again, raise awareness and, and consciousness on all of the latest issues around the world um, when it comes to animal welfare. So that's worldanimalnews.com. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. And so for people that are seeing an injustice, watching a neighbor beat a dog or see ducks that are displaced or the seals that have washed up, where should somebody go to report it, to help it? How does somebody step up? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, honestly, I, I tell people to, um, you know, call your local humane humane organization. Um, in this case, in California, you know, the California Wildlife Center is um, is on call um, pretty much 24 hours a day, um, and, and, you know, you're able to call them and they can rescue a seal. They can, you know, any wild animal, if there's a hawk that, you know, that got hit, they can, they'll come and pick them up, mountain lions, anything. Um, so there's always in your own city and state, I'm sure you have many viewers from around the world um, um, and listeners from around the world, they can yes. just, you know, go- Google, you know, Google your your um, hometown uh, wildlife rehabilitator if it's, if it's a um, native species. Um, you can, you know, if it's a dog or a cat, you know, immediately, you know, say, you know, you're driving and this is happening many times and you see a dog get hit by a car. Um, I would encourage you to stop, um, take, the, take the animal, but, you know, proceed with precaution, of course. Um, you know, I always carry, carry like, um, a, you know, a big blanket in the back of my car just in case and some extra water because I, for some reason, they always come to me, all these animals. Um, and it's happened to me so many times where I just, you know, pick them up. I take them straight to the vet. Um, there's a lot of, you know, emergency vets that you can also Google and, um, you know, and take them there. And, and, you know, a lot of organizations that will help with the cost as well because um, usually it's very expensive. Um, and, you know, really, I mean, any of this stuff, you know, you can just look up on the Internet, you know, um, you know, wildlife um, emergency, wildlife uh, organizations, um, you know, local humane society, um, you know, uh, fish and game. Um, although they're sometimes not the best best to call, I would um, rather call the, uh, <laughs> um, uh, you know, the humane organization. No, that's perfect. That's great. This is just, it's wonderful that you are taking your life and your heart and your spirit and soul and your talent and your wisdom and knowledge and twirling it and whirling it all together to be able to help those that can't help themselves. 
don't have a voice for themselves. And how great of you, too, because I'm sure that you're up against a lot of adversity. And, you know, when I look at your bio and it says that you're working to pass bills and actually raise money to nurture wild domestic and endangered species, that's a huge undertaking. <laughs> you guys, I actually need more help. So <laughs> if you know of anyone that wants to jump on board, I mean, and help these for animals, it's, it's, you know, it's something that, um, you know, I've been trying to do on my on my own with, you know, outsourcing a bit here and there, um, you know, for, God, pretty much my whole life. And then when I started my organization, you know, of course, I've got um, people on board that, you know, have, have, you know, been there to help me. But, you know, it's just, it's still not enough. You know, you always need more people you know, to help raise money for you, um, you know, to write grants, to, you know, help rescue these animals, to, um, you know, <laughs> do the media uh, standpoint of, of things to get the word out. I mean, there's a million things that we need help with. So, you know, um, you know, just reaching out to, to anybody out there that would like to, you know, be on board and help, please um, please email, email us um, at Peace for Animals. It's info at peaceforanimals.com. That's great. That's wonderful. And then what's next for you and your career and your life and your world? Are you working on any projects or is this your main focus right now? Yeah, you know, my main focus is really just, um, you know, trying to get the film out there as much as I possibly can and, and you know, and promote it so you know, everyone around the world um, is aware of, of all these issues that are happening and, and how they can help and be a part of the solution. So, um, you know, it's just promoting Give Me Shelter. We'll be going to Cannes this year to um, to help get the word out. And and then after that, um, working on this rhino poaching documentary um, in in Africa with Stephen Lyon, who's um, a famous photographer, and he started out in in fashion um, and worked with a lot of a lot of top designers. And he's actually started out modeling, and then he um, started you know doing photography on his own and started winning awards. And now he does wildlife photography. And um, he shot uh, the first half of this rhino poaching documentary, and he brought me on board as a producer to finish the second half. So, um, so you know, I'm really excited about that, and um, we're just waiting for funding to be in place, and then we'll go to Africa to, to shoot the rest of it. So, uh, Well, if anybody out there wants to help with the funding and help with the project. Yeah, right. visit, uh, well, visit us at Peace for Animals. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, I love the idea that you're actually stepping in bigger and bigger and bigger and grander and taking all of your gifts and talents. It's like, let's make another movie. <laughs> what a perfect <laughs> yeah, way for the awareness. <laughs> oh, I need to duplicate myself over a couple times. <laughs> or more, more hours in the day. That's what we need. I wish there was more hours in the day. <laughs> That's incredible. And when you're over there, when you're working you know, with these animals and with the poachers, are you ever afraid of the poachers themselves or the danger from the government? Well, you know, we we will be. It's 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 not it's not going to be easy because you know we're the ones who are ex- exposing it. So you have to be really careful. Um, you know, that's where you know you definitely have you know people there, um, you know, <laughs> helping you and showing you you know showing you the ropes and the whole thing. So you know, it's something that. Um, you know, it, it, it'll be an, an interesting experience uh, when it happens <laughs> in September. So It's just very, very thrilling. And then since we have you on the line and we have people from all over the world, I know that we have questions about your modeling as well. And so do you have any advice for young girls that would love to go into the modeling field or love to yeah, go into the yeah. industry? Yes, since 
it's something you did just so boldly. I would love any advice you could put out there for others that are following Absolutely. Yeah, you know, honestly, you know, I would just, the best the best piece of advice I would say is, um, you know, take a couple just natural head shots and, and, you know, different body shots and different angles and send them off to, you know, your local modeling agency. And, you know, send a little bio and information and, of course, you know, your age and your height and, and all of that um, and, you know, and, and tell them what you're interested in doing. And, and, you know, I would send it off to as many you know, modeling agencies in your area as possible, and that's kind of what I did when I started. And then, of course, um, you know, Top Model uh, had had just begun, and so I really didn't know much about the show, and I submitted for the show. And then Tyra ended up calling me and said, you know, pack your bags, you're going to L.A. And and I really didn't believe her, but, you know, I ended up going, and, and, you know, so be it. So that's kind of how I started, you know, um, my modeling career. But I would say anyone that's interested, um, you know, you can also submit to Top Model, but, you know, I would say just... You can take some simple Polaroids and some 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 simple shots of you know um, with you know little little to no makeup um, you know do your hair a little bit and and you know some natural light and and send them off um, you know to maybe uh, Elite Ford or some of the best uh, modeling agencies. Um, Next is a really good agency. Um, you can even send them to New York and then you know um, follow up with them. Give them a call and and be persistent. I mean if you really want want to this business and, and you want to model and you think what you have what it takes I mean, don't give up you know just because someone says no doesn't mean that you should stop um, you just always keep going and keep you know um, striving for your dreams because that's the only way that you're really gonna really gonna get there and, and accomplish everything you want in your life oh, that's great advice fabulous advice and then is there <laughs> anything they should watch out for any pitfalls or any dangers that you say Somebody that meets you in a restaurant says, let me take your photographs. Just, is there anything that people should be a little leery of? Yeah, you know, don't don't pay for anything up front. I mean, if, if it means, you know, um, you know, somebody come up to, can, coming up to you and says they want to represent you, um, you know, I... And if they asked you for money, that's that's not what an agent or manager is supposed to do. Um, you know, they they never ask for money. They re- represent you, and they get a percentage of, of you know, um, whatever you make. So, um, do not pay anyone uh, money up front. Make sure that you go to the agency first, and then, you know, um, you know, from that point on, you know, they will tell you what photographers you should shoot with, and then you may have to do a couple test shoots and and pay a little bit for photographers. Um, but you know, but do not, you know, just willy nilly just pay anyone that comes up to you, um, because usually those are, it's a fraud. So. Mm. Just, I love talking to you because you're just so heartful and you're so intentful and you're so real. You just share so honestly with such ease. There's just something (laughs) so lovely about that. It really is. I apologize for all the, what? Oh, I yes. apologize for all the Go noise ahead. in the background. I'm out. I'm outside, and there's sprinklers that are going off. So you hear that, these you know, sprinklers in cars. So <laughs> perfect. We had Sydney Cressy on our show, and Sydney Cressy. If you're not familiar with her, everybody should be familiar with Sydney Cressy. But she is the top travel agent, booker, whatever in the world. I mean, if you wanted to go to a private island and have jets land somewhere and bring you exotic fruit from wherever, I mean, she's that person that can find that exclusive one-of-a-kind, one-of-a-million trillion day of your life, whatever that is. And I tried for months to get her on the show, and finally we were able to book her. And she called, and she was at America's Cup. And she was running between speakers to get a sound, and in the back they were calling the races. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. 
this is so perfect because it's who she is. It just the show is exactly <laughs> who she is. And then we had a guest on who uh, wrote the book Balancing the Mother Load, which is how do you work and be a mom and how do you be an entrepreneur and all those things at the same time. And she called in the baby was screaming in the background during the whole show. Oh, my God. And so, but I love that because it's just like you're out in nature right now and the sprinklers are going off and you're working with wildlife. And, and it's just are... so perfect. <laughs> People are driving by. It's about 100 degrees out right now. It, it feels great. <laughs> no, it, it's it. good. It, it's it's so typical. But, you know, no, I mean, this is. I love your show and I love that you highlight, you know, strong, independent women that, you know, um, try to make their dreams come true. So it's, it's really important what you're doing, raising awareness and, you know, we need more shows like your show to be out there. We really do. Um, it's just, you know, crucial times right now with everything that's happening around the world, and we need more uh, positive, um, you know, positive media, you know, positive outlooks on life, and more people, you know, bringing it to the forefront. So thank you for what you do. Oh, my pleasure. And then I guess, you know, we, have, we don't have a lot of time left, but I just had a couple questions. The show is Unlimited Life. And so I always love to ask my guests, what does leading an unlimited life mean to you? Oh, wow. Unlimited life. Um, I would say, wow, um, not having any fear whatsoever. Um, you know, I attribute fear with, you know, uh, negative energy and uh, negative entities. And, and I think that we have to, you know, uh, raise awareness for the positive and, and being fearless, um, you know, is having faith and having faith in the world and in, in, in oneself. So if we can, um, be fearless and go after our dreams and um, and our passions and never give up. Um, that's having an unlimited life to me. Uh, that's a wonderful answer, by the way. It's a fabulous <laughs> answer. So thank you for that. And then I just wanted to touch on something before you go that you had mentioned at the top of the show that I never really realized. But since I have you on, I would just love to ask. You were talking about being raised by a single mom. And so that's very prevalent in today's society that we have a single parent. Is there advice that you would give somebody that's raising a child on their own of how to support the child? Like you were sharing how much your mom supported you or taught you about these rights or taught you how to reach for your dreams or how important it was that she guided you to college. Is there anything that you would share with somebody out there that has a child and they're doing this on their own? Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, you know, I would just say, oh, um, you know, be a rock for your child. Be their strength because they're looking uh, to you for everything. Um, and, it's you know, it's hard to show weakness. And, and it's, I mean, it's hard to not show weakness. It's hard, you know, when you're raising a child on your own to, to not show them that you're upset and, and, you know, frustrated at things because it is hard, um, you know, being a single mom. But um, I would say to always put a positive face on, um, you know, do not argue in front of your child, do not, um, you know, um, you know, speak negatively um, about, you know, <laughs> whether it's the father or the mother, whoever is, you know, um, in front of the child. I think that it's important just to keep um, a positive outlook, um, you know, positive environment and and keep, you know, all of, all of the other things that you may want to do or say in front of your child and, and say it, you know, um, when you're alone or, you know, in a, in a different environment because, you know, these children really, um, you know, take every single thing that they hear from when they're young, young children growing up in, in an environment with a single parent and, and really take that with them for the rest of their lives. So, um, you know, whether it's talking bad about the other spouse or, you know, um, having hardships with money, you know, I think that, um, 
you know, just definitely um, keep that away from, you know, um, the environment that the child's living in. You know, uh, leave that and, and you know, um, you know, keep keep everything separate as far as, um, you know, keep the positive outlook, um, you know, the, the positive, you know, energy and everything um, when you're with the child and then take all the negative and, and keep that completely separate. Because, the, because you're always going to have, yeah, you're always going to have um, hardships. You're always going to have struggles. You're always going to have, you know, um, you know, issues uh, in your life. And it's, it's not always going to be, you know, rainbows and bubblegum. It's not. And so, um, but, you know, um, and, and children know that, you know, they have a sixth sense. They're very, very aware. They're very in the moment. And, and we have a lot to learn from children, too, not only children, but, you know, also animals of living in the moment. And, and the thing is, is that they just, they're so aware of every little thing um, and, and they cling to every little thing that you say and they look up to you as, as a parent and a, you know, and an idol. And so, you know, um, you know, you, you just want to make sure that, you know, everything that you do and say and everything that comes out of your mouth is positive around these children. So that's what I would say. Just beautiful advice. Well, it's been such a gift and such a pleasure and such a joy having you with oh. us here today. And I oh, love what you. you're doing, Katie. I'm so proud of you, like you were my own, even though I knew it's okay to oh. say that and so excited yeah, of course. for you. And Thank you. Truly, and I'm excited <laughs> for the animals that they have you in Thank that corner, you. that they have no, your really support great. and your vision Thank and your you. love. And I look forward to seeing your movies. I can't yes. wait. So you said May 12th is when the one comes out? May 15th. Yeah, May 15th on Netflix. Yes. So please watch it and, and spread the word, and hopefully we can save these animals um, from extinction. So Absolutely. And then just one more time, <laughs> go ahead and give me the websites and the link to the movie just because I know people. And for those of you that are out there that have been writing just diligently and you're going crazy and you're now on napkins and like your third sheet of paper and you're writing on the back of envelopes, stop. And you can send a text <laughs> message. Pick up your phone and send a text message to 55678, really easy, 55678. And the message is just Nicole. And you can automatically download a copy of today's show and just write into your phone or any mobile device. So just a text to 55678, Nicole, and you can have Katie in the palm of your hand and listen to her and learn all about the, all the wonderful things that she's doing. And I love that you say our mission is to create awareness for all animals, one individual at yeah. a time. And these individuals can collectively form a powerful group based on passion, compassion, and reaction. And that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's something that I've been working on for a while, and um, and I'm so glad that you know, I, I didn't give up because there's many times that, that you know, I've wanted to and, and I'm sure, you know, anything um, that you're passionate about and, you know, and, and you, you know, um, anything that you want in the future is, you know, um, the next step in your life. I, I think that, you know, it's just, it's hard. I mean, anything you're trying to do um, for the greater good is going to be, is going to be difficult because you're fighting so many different different entities and, and different people that, you know, may not agree with you or, you know, um, the good versus the evil. So it's something that, you know, you, you can't give up. You have to keep fighting for, especially if it's something that, you know, is your calling and you're passionate about. And so, um, you know, yeah, I've, I've had the opportunity to possibly give up many times, but, you know, I just, you just got to keep fighting, fighting for what you believe in and fighting for these animals. So, Well, they are lucky to have you. So one more time, Thank let you. us know how to find you and your information. Yeah. 
Sure, sure. Um, just visit uh, the website give-me-shelter.com to find out more information about the film. And then you can visit uh, Peace for Animals at peace, the number four, and then animals with an S, dot net. And then visit our World Animal News site. It's just worldanimalnews.com. And then you can follow us on social media as well. Um, just type in Give Me Shelter Movie on Twitter, Katie Cleary on Twitter, and then I'm Katie Cleary 11 on Instagram. So, yeah. We're we're out there. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I so look forward to having you back with us and to following you and best of success with your movies and to all that you're doing and to all the animals thank that you're so helping much. and humanity itself just by being touched by your heart and soul. So oh, thank, thank you, you for God being with us. You're doing this well. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. My pleasure. Wow. What an amazing guest. Katie Cleary, Peace for Animals, Give Me Shelter, incredible movie I love that she's using all that she has all that she is all that she represents I love that she talks about her faith and her commitment and everything that she's explored that's brought her to who she is today and that she's opening her heart every day more and more and more and more and giving more and more and more and elevating consciousness to such a high level of the way of humanity the way that we know that we're meant to live And you can help, too. I love the fact that she said, you know, just go to your local shelter. Don't buy an animal. How many purebreds she was saying are at shelters? That blew me away. And the statistics and the facts, the animals that have become extinct and those that are on the verge of becoming extinct, those poor elephants that are being shipped away and being held in captivity. And there's so much that you can do. And I love, as I was sharing, that I'm part of the Pachamama Lions And they say that there are no small parts on the planet, that everybody on the planet has a part to play. And if it's your part to shut the water when you brush your teeth, fabulous. If it's your part to recycle, as Katie said, recycle, wonderful. If it's your part to buy shampoo or makeup that's not animal tested, fabulous. Or to buy food products that don't have palm oil in them. Or to go to your local shelter to you know, volunteer at the wildlife reservations or preserves, as she was saying. But if everybody did the thing that they were called to do, the calling of their heart, if each one of us stepped forward to listen to their heart, what a different world it would be. And so that's what Katie was saying that she did, that she just heard it. She saw it and she just followed her heart. She didn't even know how or what she was doing. She just had a vision. She saw the logo. She saw the seals. And she just moved forward. And so if we all just take a single step forward, listening to our heart, whatever it's calling you to do, if you just do that, what a different world and what a beautiful place we can live on a beautiful planet. So much gratitude to Katie Clary today. Find her. Find her information See what you can do to make a difference. For a copy of today's show, just send a text to 55678. The message is simply Nicole. And then very exciting news as we top off our show, Passionate Living, that we have been hosting on DKRN. We are now merging with On Times. And so as of this Monday, May 4th, and if you are listening to this show and downloading it weeks or months or years later, you can still find Passionate Living on Umtimes. So just go to umtimes.com or umtimes slash mobile. And Monday night, 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 
you'll find me hosting Passionate Living on Untimes where we share with you the tools and techniques and keys and secrets to leading a truly passionate, adventurous, unbridled, incredibly outrageous, scintillating, and happily ever after life. So I hope you find us there. And again, much gratitude and thanks to Katie Cleary, Peace for Animals, for all that she's doing, all that she is. I love that she talks about the tigers. I love that the logo is a peace sign, half a peace sign and half of the tiger's face. And I love that you can find her so accessible, whether that's Instagram or Twitter, on Facebook, on Netflix, because everywhere you turn, there's an animal needing help. And I remember once there was a song I talked about that every minute of every second of every day of every year, there's someone that needs your help right here as well as somewhere far away. And so find in your own backyard, as she's saying as you're driving by and you see a lost pet, carry a blanket, carry some water, take it to a shelter, get it to safety, make a difference in your life and the lives of these animals and on the planet and the globe today. So wishing you an amazing week. And from Katie, Claire, and myself, we're wishing you an unlimited life, an unbridled life, a life that you always know you dreamed of, desired, and deserved. And may your happily ever after dreams come true.